This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now then, guys, um, welcome back to the latest episode of To Hull and Back. Uh, I am sorry about the lack of episode releases lately. It's been um, it's been a hectic week for me at work, especially. Um, I don't know about you, Will. Um, relatively busy, I would say. Yeah, in a yeah. while. Um, and we, the problem with getting games thick and fast is that um, obviously you can't sort of keep up with being able to cover them all. So we'll we'll do our best. Uh, we will start with we'll we'll do a quick summary of the games that we've missed because nobody has enough time to listen to the in-depth reviews of all of them. Um, we'll go into the Lincoln game with a bit more uh, detail. Obviously, we'll talk about the preview for the next couple of games, and then we will also review the transfer window and get back to um, some of the comments that you guys made on the uh, post that I shared in the various city groups on Facebook. Uh, so thanks to anybody who did. Um, obviously contribute to any of them. We will try and read them all out. Um, so we'll start off first. Anyway, how are you, Will? Are you all right? I am good. And you? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm okay. Considering um, recent results in the transfer window, I think we've all got um, a bit more reason to be positive, which is good. Um, so we'll look at our past league results. So um, what order were they in? So we've had. Portsmouth, Stanley, Swindon. Yes. So, obviously, we've got the high of the Portsmouth game, which was a nice, custody 4-0 win. Did we expect that? No. Especially after the way we played against them last time. Um, I mean, we, didn't, we didn't play like much worse than they did. They didn't have a good game, but just the manner of it was just so poor. I was expecting similar, to be honest. But yeah. fair play to City. They were fantastic. I mean, they were helping a little bit by Jack Watmore as well. But. Yes, exactly. But but they won with two own goals at our place, so it was it did seem written in the stat. Once that first own goal went in, Twitter went mad. Just expecting that second one, I can't believe that it actually happened. So, I think the first game we had against them when they beat us, it was in that little run of bad form in December with was- the whole KLP. It was quite a close game, to be fair, the actual 2-0 that we lost. Because they were their only shots in the game, technically. Yeah. I don't think they actually had a shot on target, did they? They won 2-0. Which is crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Maybe on FIFA, but not in real life. But I think the the good thing about a convincing result against a team that I fully well um, expect to be up there with us is... Not only a statement of intent, but it was it was about time. I feel that um, we put more than three past somebody. I know two of them were on goals, but um, especially um, one of well, to be fair, both of them should have been KLP's goals. So it's not like it was it was an own goal out of nothing. They were 
to some extent, unavoidable for Portsmouth. Um, Very unfortunate for KLP. Um, Is there any important comments you want to make about that game, Will? Is there any observations? It was a fantastic sort of continuation of the form we had had in the past, the previous few games. Um, obviously, with the Stanley, the win over Accrington Stanley three nil, um, and we'd beaten Charlton not long before that two nil, and we we've thrown away against Blackpool, but we played well. So it was a continuation of the good form. It's just a shame that the next game we played, we just sort of seemed to go the other way. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of them where um, we we sort of had this team, and there was a few City fans we were asking questions. On, on, on Twitter and everywhere that, that would would you keep the same team or does he need to freshen it up etc I do always stand by the mantle of you shouldn't really change a team that's winning and winning games so comfortably um, we weren't conceding goals and we were scoring quite often creating a lot of chances the, the team looked like they were bouncing and I mean you've got players like Emmanuel who were missing out maybe you can I mean it's one of them where he's not had any reason to, to be dropped there's also an argument to say, well, Coyle also doesn't play deserve as well. to be dropped. Yeah, he, so yeah. I don't think I've ever seen in the time that I've supported City um, two fullbacks, well, one position, have two players that are so equal in calibre that it's just like. Usually, if you're picking an 11, you've got a strongest 11. And I genuinely don't think that um, everybody would have Emmanuel in their team and everybody wouldn't have Coyle in their team. It would be a, a mixed bag. I would struggle um, to choose, to be honest. So yeah, it's one of them. And, and he did keep the same team and it and it did work. And I, I thought we completely blew Portsmouth out of the water. I don't know. Maybe they played bad and we were just on our game and took advantage of it. Um. But it is a huge result in the context of the season because obviously with them beating us, you don't want them to gain six points on us. No. We've got three off each other, so it's um, you know on we on we go. Um, but then, like you said, this, the Accrington game. Considering we've beaten them three 0 the week before. Yeah, was... exactly a week before, wasn't it? Was yeah. it Tuesday to Tuesday? It was. Now he did change the team, didn't he, for Accrington? But given the fact that it's three games in a week, you can't really um, fault him for that. Um, McGuinness. I don't really want to criticise McGuinness, considering um, the fact that, you know, he went through COVID and and, and had quite a bad time of it. Um, So obviously I don't think he's fully fit. The injury to Eves has meant that We've sort of maybe tried to rush him back. Um, we've got two convincing results straight off the bounce before that game. So, obviously, the 3-0 with Atkinson, 4-0 with Portsmouth. So, he's probably thought, if he puts McGuinness in there, it might catch Atkinson by surprise because they probably assumed that we'd play a similar... I don't know, but um, I thought he was quite ineffective, understandably so. No. Um um, yeah, I think I understand making the change just due to the, the constant fixtures you need to freshen things up in some way, but it's just a case of it just didn't work. That that one just didn't work. Game dropping white for um, again, it just did not have the right effect. 
Yeah. And White's injured now, isn't he? He is, yeah. Is it four weeks? I believe so. Um, I think that's what McCann's Which I think big Which I think is going to be a miss. I think it's a very big blow. But there could be someone else who played very well recently who we'll probably get on to, who could be a decent yes. player in the squad for his place. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I know who you're about. Um, so, going from two convincing wins like that and then quite a poor loss. I mean, we didn't really... Um, I mean, they bullied us from from what I saw. Um, yeah, we didn't. It was we one didn't of these games. From it. No, we didn't. Um, it was it was it was like two totally different teams from the week before. Uh, totally different style of game, different tactical setup. It, um, I just think it through. I don't think our team, given some of the losses that we've had this season or games where we've struggled, we don't like the physical games. The no, ones and teams know that. So if they come and you know throw the weight about a bit and 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 unnerve us a bit, it it, it throws our eleven out of the rhythm and we don't seem to get going. I mean, starting games tends to be our issue as well. We don't. I don't think we we always have a poor first twenty minutes and then sort of get back into it. Um, which is weird actually because we've actually gone ahead in quite a lot of the games. We have, yeah. Most games we've gone ahead. When we played, even if we haven't won the game, we've usually gone ahead. Yeah, but it's just that that opening exchanges bit where we sort of settle into the game, where the other team tends to sort of throw the gauntlet out, and we um, suffer a barrage, and then just sort of manipulate the game to our style. Uh, and I think Accrington game was was an example of that not working. They just they knew he knew exactly what he needed to do to beat us. Their manager is it Coleman. And they executed it perfectly. I mean, we played bad, but credit to Atkinson, they were very good. Oh yeah, they like I said they absolutely deserve that win in the second match, definitely. And it's similar to the Portsmouth situation where now that we've got three points off each other, Atkinson are going to be a team that's up there. They just won six one as well, didn't they? they so, did against MK Dons. No, it was Bristol Rovers. The Bristol Rovers. Oh, my thinking of who lost it was. Yeah. Oh no, MK Dons was, yeah, was in the cup. Yeah, they played Bristol when we were when we played Lincoln and won six one, I believe. I think. Yeah. So they're going to be up there with us, just as well as Lincoln. So that's going to be another important game when it comes up. Um, but then on to Swindon. This is a weird which... one because we won, but how we didn't win more comfortably. Well, it's, it's just a, a sign of the entire season so far, let's be honest. It was a game. Right, yeah, because this is one of these things like, given the, the transfer window that we had, um, there seems to be a split uh, opinion on whether or not we needed a striker. I can understand both sides. Um, we do have a lot of goals in our team from the wings and from midfield. Um, and McGinnis has popped up with a few when he was in form, obviously pre-COVID. Um, but given that, if you look back over the games that we've done from the beginning of the season to now, there has been many, many games where we've we've had shots in the teens or upwards of 20 and the shots on target are in your single figures. And we don't tend to absolutely hammer teams like some of the shot stats would suggest um, and, it, and it, it 
leaves us with these games where the other team's still in it. That's it, exactly. Um, and it, and it's a dangerous situation because then obviously if you're only a goal ahead, it only means that you only have to have one lapse of concentration and you've given the game away like Blackpool. Yeah, it, it, I don't, I don't like the way that. Yeah, like you said, we we've been so comfortable and we're not taking our chances. We're leaving our even if we don't always obviously concede that goal, we are leaving ourselves open to that goal way too often. Yeah. And I don't. You you could say you know we've got we've got a team that's full of young players, naive players that. Um, it feels weird being so negative about us when we're winning. In this week, it's just. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not really negative. It's more of a concern. Yeah, it's it's trying to help, sort of, because I can understand why people say we don't need a striker when you've got players like Wilkes who are scoring a lot. But then you've also got the other side of the coin where you could say, you know, well, Wilkes could have many more goals and many more assists if he changes end product. And I do think that if we had um, a, a proven goal scorer through the middle, um. Because I know, I know, I get. I mean, somebody mentioned that our system literally is is to benefit the wingers and to get them in behind and score goals, which I I do agree with and completely understand. But if you look at Brentford, who played a similar style last season, that four three three, their front three, yeah, were all on fire. Their so front three had, was fantastic. It was only yeah, Watkins and Benrahma. Yeah. yeah. So that just proves that if all three of your front three are, are goal scorers. They finished third. So, I, I don't know how they didn't go up, quite honestly. Well, yeah. So, Bald it. you just don't want us to get to the end of the season and have missed out on automatic promotion because we, we've we lost or drawn games where we've created enough chances to win it comfortably and have not. And I think Swindon was a good... I know we won it in the end. Um, but it was another game where we've just had so, so many chances... Yeah, he, and then yeah. kept Swindon in it. It just takes that one moment, doesn't it, of concentration. And you drop yeah. two points. Which I do think um, leads us nicely onto the Lincoln game, to be fair. So we're out of the Papadron's trophy, the the universally acclaimed cup competition. Do not slander the Papadron's trophy. <laughs> I'm not slandering. Well, I wanted us to mind. win it. I genuinely you, you can slander it now because we're out. No, I, I actually wanted us to win the competition. So I, 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 don't, I, I don't absolutely get, devastated. I'm legitimately devastated. I, I don't, because if we get promoted, you're not competing in it next year. So, it was one, it was a, a, you know, I'll let you go first, Will. What was your thoughts on that game? It was a, it was a mess of a game. I, I think if you were a neutral, it would have been a great game to watch. Because it was a very... For a good for good chunks of it, it did feel quite end to end. Um, but as a fan of one of the two teams in it, it must have been it was horrible to watch because yeah, it felt like a proper. It, it didn't feel like a normal club. I don't know why it, it felt like watching England in a cup game, like in a tournament. It felt really really nervy, even though it was only the fucking Papa John's trophy. And yeah, uh, I thought City. Were, I thought City for most of it were really good, but there were a lot of points where Lincoln were just just as good. And I think a draw was probably the fair result over the course of the ninety minutes. 
because obviously penalties, it's always a lottery. Mm, sick yeah. of penalties at this point. <laughs> yeah, and I, I still don't think with our five penalty shootouts this season that we've had as many as Man United have had in the league yet. <laughs> so, Banter. I think um, Lincoln game, you could you could clearly see why they were well, why they are up there in the league with us. They look great defensively. Yeah, they were very strong. Um, they were very, very effective on the counter. I don't know how many of that team is their first team, but if that's what their second side I is... I think they were only missing a couple. I think it was a similar situation to us. Like, obviously, we had Wilkes and Honeyman rested. I think they only had one or two. So they were treating it as seriously as we were, essentially. Yeah, I think so. They, they had that George Grant playing as well, didn't they? And there, he's their talisman at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I just I felt like they had a game plan that was obvious. They came and they, they wanted to nick an early goal and then protect it for the rest of the game. And then when they did get the early goal, and you could see the fact that they were pretty much two banks of four. Even the strikers were, were, were very deep. They were just aiming to keep us out because I think uh, a clear weakness of our current side is that we're not that great at breaking down teams. No, we, it's usually been on the counter when we've done really well. Yeah, we're much better when the other team's trying to come at us. Um, and, it, and it was a poor goal to concede. Um, very pro- very bad was, defending. There was four four City players in close proximity to that player and not one of them picked him up. Yeah, and I don't they? know who's more to blame, is Reese Burke or Smallwood, because he came from behind Smallwood and he's not given the shout to Burke. But Burke also didn't take a look around him and, and you know, have that awareness to realise the danger. And they were just all static and he's nipped in and he's scored yeah. and he's put us right up I, against I, it. Anderson, the Lincoln player, had way too much space in that box to, at that point to have, a, have any chance of shooting. Yeah. And he's just, he's just literally nipped in between three or four players, put it into the far corner. And then I just felt from that point, it was going to, you could tell it was going to be a frustrating game. But... Saying that, I think we responded really well. I think from that point onwards, we were in control. Yeah, for I think well, Lincoln I let say, us be in control. I would say, yeah, for the next sort of what was it until until about the seventy fifth minute. From that point to about the seventy fifth minute, maybe we were the better side. Um, yeah, and it just felt like, but the way we were playing, it just felt like we was never gonna actually break them down, despite the fact that we were on top. Um, and it, I, I was, I was thinking at the time before it happened, it's like it's going to take something special for us to actually score. Yes. Upsteps, Greg. Doherty. And boy, <laughs> and boy, did we do something special! Do you who, know what? Who turned into Maradona for a few seconds? Yes. Well, Lionel Messi is just an Argentinian, Greg Doherty. So, well, the thing is that Doherty has been sensational for the last few weeks. To be fair, he has. He, he was signed as a goal-scoring midfielder, and I think for the first half of the season, maybe it was just because he was finding his feet and everything, but he, he played deeper. Yeah, he, he played deeper. Like, yeah, and I don't know if McCann's maybe noticed and, and said and given him a bit more at least a life to go forward, but even defensively against Lincoln, the guy was everywhere. I could not believe how much of that pitch he covered. I don't, I don't know, maybe he loved the fact that the pitch was woeful. <laughs> Holy shit. And, that pitch, 
I'm concerned, actually. We're just going to do a segue quickly onto the pitch. Yeah, that pitch, it. obviously, because the weather we've had recently has been horrendous. So the, in yeah. terms of rain, just constant torrential rain. And that pitch, it's a good job the rugby isn't on as well at the moment because I don't know what to do. Um, don't it start pretty soon, the rugby? It starts in a couple of months, I believe. Mm. Um, but at the moment, uh, those groundsmen have got a hell of a job on their hands because it's a good job City are playing on Saturday at home. It's a good job. Funnily enough, the next home game is against Lincoln again. Yeah, that pretty much needs relaying that pitch. I, don't... But I think it's because they didn't, they didn't get chance to to relay it in the summer, did they? Because I... of how quick. The... Yeah, I definitely did. So I, I do think a lot of teams are going to have. Well, then again, no, because I haven't really seen any other teams in our league have as bad a pitch. I, I know that Wheatons had... was pretty bad. Yeah, but in most. I mean, part, I, we, we did have, we did have like. Non-stop rain, whereas, like you know, more. Of the oh yeah, South I think even no, even if the pass. pitch had been in a decent condition before the game, it still would have been really poor. But the, the fact that the pitch yeah. in recent weeks has slowly got worse and worse really didn't help it. But either way, it was the same for, both, for an entertaining the same, game. It was the same for both sides. It's not like it was just us. The same for Lincoln as yeah. well. I mean, we're, we're we're used to the Premier League pitches recently, aren't we? So, but here we are in League One with a with a. A pitch that probably won't look out of place in uh, in Windsor. <laughs> but back on to Doherty, um, I, he is just in the last few games. I do think he's been our standout performer. If if there was a player of the month award to give, I would definitely give it to him. And I do think that, given the form that he's showing at the moment, him alongside Honeyman is is only going to bring more partnership, bags of goals. Yeah, because you've got. Docky is now what is he on four goals now after not he, getting his first goal on in late December, so yeah, he's on, a run. he's on four in all comps, yeah. Um, so once Docky pulled his level, I, I thought that it was only going to be one way traffic, but I think Lincoln abandoned their more defensive stance, and then it just ended up being an end to end game, and I did really enjoy it. Yeah, um, I think like I, said, like I said before, I think a neutral would have really enjoyed that game. Yeah, it was a very good game. I did think, um, especially given the, obviously the state of the pitch, it, it was it was actually quite a. It gave an extra dynamic it, to it. Yeah, I mean, and we, we, both teams were still zipping the ball about on the floor as well. It didn't turn into a and hit it long enough. For the I best. do think though, in the, like the last 10, 15 minutes, City did look a lot more tired than Lincoln did. Um, we did, and they, you could tell because they were stand, They got back on top really for the last sort of ten minutes. Apart from a couple yeah, of moments. which I think is understandable because obviously when 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 they went slightly more defensive, they won't have expelled as much energy as what we did trying to break them down for a long period of time, and then the managers probably picked up on the fact that we've been attacking for you know a vast majority of the game, so he's going to switch it up and get his team to try and exploit that fatigue, especially from the fullbacks. So, well, to be fair, we can get on to um, our. Man of the match slash who needed to be better. I mean, because it's obvious who the man of the match is. Um, yes, it is Greg. Um, it is that he is absolutely Greg Doherty. But there are there were a few other players who I think deserve a few mentions. Yeah, I thought I think I think um, I think Dan Crowley was was brilliant. 
Yes. He just looked like a different class. He shouldn't be in League One, especially even for the, the cameos he's had in the other games. He just looks technically... He's one of these who... He, he roams about everywhere on the pitch and he wants the ball. And he has that attacking intelligence about him to to, to play in these these really dangerous passes that back fours hit. And our wingers are going to absolutely love having Crowley in the team. But I do think the only issue we've got with Crowley is where are we going to play him? Because if, if you're putting Honeyman back in the team, you've got Honeyman, Doherty and Crowley... So, well, this is where dropping this is Smallwood. This is where we go back to what I was saying earlier. I would play Crowley as the striker, but I play him as a false nine. But he tried that, didn't he, against um, Swindon, and it, we were very bad in the second half when he tried that system. I think, I mean, trying it the once and it not working's. I think it deserves looking at. Because I think because that was like... what he said in his he said it in his post match interview, didn't he? McCann he said um, we tried something different in the second half. We dropped Crowley as a false nine, and I don't know. It just didn't. I don't know. Maybe Accrington changed up their their tactics, and it just didn't work for us because of that. But we have tried that. Well, then, so the only midfielder I could think of dropping, which kind of messes up the midfield, would be Smallwood. But, and hear me out, I think Smallwood has been nothing short of garbage in the last couple of games. He's looked, and that pain he, he's looked, I really like he's looked tired. It's probably the best way I would describe it. He's looked knackered. Which yeah. I think he I think he does need putting on the bench for a couple of games, definitely. He, he annoyed me in the Lincoln game for the pure fact of he just looks like he's got two or three mistakes in him in a game. That that back pass he did for Burke at, at Blackpool, he did a very similar one against Lincoln. And it went did it end up going out for a corner or something? I think like so. And I just sat there and I just thought, why is he doing that again? And I just thought that was the kind of game I thought someone like Smallwood would thrive in. I thought he was better in the second half. Um but overall his performance wasn't great. Um. Uh, yeah, maybe like you say, he's he's been sat in Blackburn's reserves for a while, and he so maybe how how many games we're having recently in quick succession. It's probably time going to, to get on to him. Yeah. So maybe he does need a rest for a bit, and to go to Burton and play all out attack, I don't think they would expect it. If you drop Smallwood and then have a a midfield three of Honeyman, Docky, and Crowley, that's going to be a front three's dream. Yeah, I am a little. I'd be concerned slightly about defensively on that, but offensively, it's fantastic. Yeah, well, your only problem is, is like obviously, um, who else can play in that defensive midfield? We lost Batty, so he can't sit there anymore. Slater, I thought, was very poor um, against Lincoln. Uh, the only one I can think of is maybe Flores, who didn't really have much time when he came on the pitch to sort of show. Yeah, so can't really, can't really have just an opinion, yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can we can we can we can preview how we're going to set up in the next one. I would say also, so, I would say also, Callum Elder, I thought had a good game as well. He put in some yes. superb yeah, crosses. He put in some superb crosses that none of them were taken advantage of. Um, and he was he he was very good. I thought throughout the game, he and I thought 
he made a, a manual that I thought didn't have a great game, and he just looked so much better than him on the night. Yeah, I think it it, it made me. I was I was happy for Elder as well because he has he has got quite a bit of stick from from a few City fans this season. Um, I did check. He's got he's know. got like six assists for us this season. Yeah, from I, I I've always liked Elder. Yes, maybe there's questions asked defensively, but that's your modern day fullback. None of them are that great defending anymore. Everyone wants them to be. Um, you know, your Andy Robertson style, yeah. So, what he does, what we expect him to do, what McCann wants him to do, he does it. So, you know, maybe, yeah, he's a bit weak when, when defending one-on-one, but if he's going to get you six assists, then he can cost he can cost you one goal or two every now and again, Kai. I just... Yeah, um... I can I can understand that. Elder Doherty. I thought KLP had a Oh that miss he had at the end. Yeah. But I thought KLP was okay. You could flashes of brilliance, but it wasn't his best game. But I thought it looked okay. Yeah. So after saying um Smallwood and Slater had bad games, my surprisingly needed to be better was Josh Emmanuel. I thought he was very frustrating because he just didn't seem like the Emmanuel that we know. Um, I don't know if he, he could potentially be talking because he's lost his place to Coyle uh, or he's fatigued, maybe injured, but he just didn't... We're used to him being that absolute dynamo up the right-hand side forever overlapping and putting in dangerous balls. And I just don't think he even looked like he wanted to go forward for the majority of that game. He was very, he was a lot more defensive than he has been recently, definitely. I mean, we don't know if maybe McCann said that their strongest point was the left was their left. So he's maybe told Emmanuel to stay back a bit and for us to focus our attacks down the left with Elder. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we, we, we won't know unless McCann says anything about that. But it, it just... We we didn't have that um, variation in the attack, whereas we can go down both sides usually with ease. We didn't have that with the right hand side because because he didn't go forward, and it just sat watching the game. It was it was quite frustrating because when you've been watching the the Manuel that we saw for the first half of the season, who was just undoubtedly a, a player of the season contender, that didn't look like Josh Emmanuel, and I just thought that you know. Something can't have been right there, but you know he's he's not played in a few games, so he might have just been getting back into the swing of it. Yeah, um, I would go for probably Slater. Um, he was pretty anonymous for most of that first half. Didn't really do anything on the pitch. Nothing, nothing in a positive manner. I don't think he did a massive amount negatively, but he really did struggle to get into it. And it was unsurprising when he was taken off, to be honest. I think that summed it up, really. Yeah, I think the vast majority of people were saying that, that he needed to come off. Right. Uh, we've just had a bit of a technical glitch in this one, uh, which was probably done as a bit of a favour, really, because uh, we're not actually now going to do previews, as previously mentioned. Um we're just going to go straight on and review um, the fiasco of the Burton Albion game. And yeah. 
something inside me saying that Will is brewing an, uh, a bit of a storm. <laughs> so I'm just going to let you go for it, mate. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's been a couple of days now, hasn't it, Anthony? It's blast broke. Um, yeah, it has. I, I will say, if anyone did want to know my preview for it, I was going to predict us to win. That didn't fucking go well, did it? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I don't even know where to start. It was... Because I don't think it actually was our worst... Mm, actually, maybe it was. But I thought it was a perfect encapsulation of everything that's wrong with the club. Mm. Do elaborate. Um, the lack of tactical awareness of Grant. The ability to take chances when we very rarely have them. And the inability to control a game when needed. Uh, the sloppy fucking conceding of girls the and Grant McCann again <laughs> so what is it about McCann that's annoying you the most at the moment then let's get we'll start with him first yeah right so firstly I was kind of I wasn't warming up's the wrong word but I was starting to sort of back off from him being the main Except him. issue yeah, but and in fact, to be honest, this it's just this game, the way that the team was lined up, the, the way that the, they played, and it was the lack of change once he realised it wasn't working. I mean, we have five subs we can use. He only brings on two, and he doesn't try and change the tactics at all. He just tries to carry on, even though it's clearly not working. Hmm. But that's been a characteristic of McCann, I would say, from from the very first uh, time he's taken over. It's been his entire Hull City tenure has been. That, that, that's that's what I was referring to when I said I don't think it's actually I don't actually think it's our worst performance of the season, but it's the perfect sort of encapsulation of everything wrong. Yeah, I do think like Fleetwood was worse, but that was not. I mean, I'm not saying that was good. It was only maybe one percent worse. Yeah. So who who do you think? And, oh no, carry on. And, and it, it's it's like we played Shrewsbury. They were bottom of the table. The exact same thing happened, and we did not take a take a look at it and try and avoid the same issue. The moment we play someone who have even even the slightest smidge of physicality, our team just does not know what the fuck to do. Mm. I mean, I'm not defending McCann at all because um, I've, well, I've publicly said that, that, that I'm not yeah. a fan of him at all. But do you not think that maybe the fact that this Burton team that we faced has nine new players and a new manager since the last time we played them? So maybe in terms of that, it's a bit of a nightmare to set up against because you don't quite know what you're going to face. Well, I, can completely, I completely understand that, absolutely. But it was the lack of then changing it to try and combat combat that. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. It would, and I, I and I'm put, putting a lot on McCann here, and it's actually I'm more angry with him for what happened after the game than be during the game. Um, but the players also need to fucking have a look at themselves as well because it was really such an an unmotivated performance from a lot most of them. Yeah, it was. You would expect um a response from obviously midweek losing to Lincoln. Um, you would then want to go out 
in theory, and send out another message just before facing Lincoln again in the league, where it obviously means a lot more. Um, in terms of maybe the players not being up to scratch, do you not maybe think that it's just a case of we've we've had so many games in such quick concession that it's just a case of the the, the, the high high tempo style of football that we play and then now some injuries is is that style starting to catch up with us it could possibly be be that but the problem this is, this is where I go back to the problem with the tactics and the lack of change like I say if it's an issue with tiredness why did he only make two subs out of five hmm. but would would McCann admit that it's tiredness because it's his style of play no he obviously. won't because, because he, he throws other players under the bus rather than himself there you go so it's it's it, uh... I think do do we actually now that Batty's gone and obviously Smallwood's gained an injury that was that, I'm not gonna lie. I bet you we would have been a damn sight better with Batty playing. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't go out and say that I was a, a huge huge fan of Batty because I always felt like I'm the biggest. That, I thought he was okay. But... Yeah, I, I always felt like he was the kind of player that um you knew he was a good player, but I would much rather have at least four or five more of the players in this squad in above him. Um, so I wasn't than Slater. Yeah, I, I, so I wasn't that heartbroken that he'd gone. Um, but given the current circumstances, with Jones injured, Smallwood injured, and Slater really our only option to be sitting in front, Batty, who, correct me if I'm wrong, got man of the match in his first game for Fleetwood. He did. He got man of the match for them in their may have, draw. May have been a better option. In that sitting role, but obviously that's with the benefit of hindsight. So, but it's yeah, one of them yeah. things. I mean, to me, a manager should be what makes a good manager is incorporating a system and a style that fits the personnel that you've got. So, yes, okay, he wants to play this. Obviously, a lamb's told him that he wants him to play this specific formation, like because he had mentioned it, didn't he? Apparently, it's in our DNA now, this 4 3 3. Apparently, God knows why. Um, ever since Jared Bowen got in the team, in other words, yeah, yeah. The only so, reason we've ever played it. I mean, I I much preferred the three five slash five three two formation we did under Brucey. I thought it was always, I did. Yeah, I thought we always always more secure with that. But apparently, we're a four three three side now, and that's that's he's obviously a yes man, and that's what he's doing. Um, I just think that in order for McCann to shake off the ghost of last season and get the because. At the moment, when we're winning games, we celebrate the win. I notice as a fan base, we're we're happy we've won a game. But there's never really any praise for McCann. And then as soon as we get one or two bad results, that's it, we're back into it. Because because of what happened last season, I don't think the the vast majority of the fan base... No, they've, they've got no attachment to him because in reality... I think under different circumstances, i.e., no COVID, I don't think he would have a job. No, he'd be gone already. So the fact that he's sort of on borrowed time is already an annoying thing with the fans. And I genuinely believe that even with a slightly more competent manager, we would walk this league. And that's only on the basis of the strength of our squad. Now, the danger we've got at the moment. Well, the problem that we've got at the moment is there isn't really any other managers available that are affordable. I would Fair say there play. is one in. I would say there's one in the form of Paul Cook. Yeah, it was at Wigan. 
And I, would I, would, be, I would have loved the, the Crowley bro- uh, Cowley brothers. They won financially. They left right. Huddersfield for financial reasons, didn't they? Yeah, I would I have loved Yeah, uh, Alan's giving him some It's It's one of them. And then if we do... I mean, because it's looking more and more likely that we're going to be a playoff side. Not we. I don't. I just don't think we have automatic promotion in us. We've I, had the I, opportunity to extend that, and we didn't take it. If you I look at how Lincoln it. are playing, no. You look at Lincoln. They're three points ahead now with a game in hand. Doncaster are level on points was three games in hand. Um, Accrington and Peterborough slowly creep, creeping up behind us. It's just one of these where I think we've got. Some of the stats I was seeing, we've got like mid form to mid table form at the moment. Whereas we're currently the around us with like double, yeah, we're, point. we're oh. like 14th, I think, on the form table. Yeah, so it's like we're da- losing dangerous amounts of ground while everybody else is sort of galloping towards us. And you need to be stringing these results together. And then you've got players like Wilkes who are dropping, I mean, because Wilkes was shocking again. And it's funny that we mention Wilkes now because obviously we can just go with us being on subject to McCann. Why on earth, if these personal reasons that Wilkes has got off field not affect if the if they're not affecting his game, why, why is he mentioning the fuck, them? Yeah, why are you fucking bringing up personal issues? It is literally just a carbon Even copy situation so, of the KLP. KLP, and it, and it's it's going to be one of these. So we we sorted that problem out, and now we've created another one. And it just feels like he panics in the media. Like when he gets a bad result or things start going against him and he, he feels like he gets backed into a corner and he just sort of throws out the first thing that pops into his head. So Wilkes has obviously got these off-field issues. Hopefully they're not, you know, it's something that he gets over yeah. quite quickly. And we hope it gets resolved for him. And, um, well, if, if that's the reason for his downturn in form, regardless of what McCann says, then I can kind of, I can kind of give a bit of sympathy towards him as a result. Yeah. But Realistically, if that, if that kind of thing's happening, you would say maybe he's injured and leave him out of the squad for yeah, a couple of you games. Like back. So saying things like that in the media is only going to cause problems yeah. with the fan, problems with the team. He, Wilkes might have told him that confidentially, you don't know. So it's, it's yeah. one of these where he's only damaging himself to do it and he's throwing everybody else under the bus with him. He's got this sort of mentality where it's, if I'm going down, I'm taking him with me. And then because he, 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 he needs somebody to share the 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 flack from the fans I feel he, he yeah, likes to it, deflect it it was one of the first things he said in the in the interview which made it feel even more like he was trying to find something to not talk about the result he was trying to find something yeah. to run away from the result and the way he said it it's like he's the way he said it, I can't remember exactly how he said it but he went he's got some personal issues but they're not affecting they're not the what's affecting his form now if that is the reason he's got some personal issues, but they're not affecting his form, bringing them out in the open may very well affect his form. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's obvious now, it is affecting like, his form because Wilkes yeah. has been poor for a long time. It shouldn't be out in the open at all. And I said this about the KLP back at the time. It's like, I've, it's disgusting that you're bringing this out into a public forum when it clearly shouldn't be there. The KLP contract stuff should not have been out in the open, and nor should this. If we miss out on promotion, it will be the moments like the KLP contract saga and this one with Wilkes now that will be looked up well, back upon. Yeah. And thought, well, that's well, where our season derailed. That that was the for end. Me, for me, at the moment, we, we are going up if he remains manager. I can't see any other outcome possible. Um, <sighs> I think any of the teams around us, if they were in charge of us, they're their managers, I think we'd be comfortable. Well, clear. 
And it's, it's with one him, of these where with him we could become Sunderland. Yeah, because your danger is if you don't go up, there's a lot of players in this team that will not be all City players next season. <sighs> I just feel like maybe this squad needs a bit more. I don't. It, do, does it feel like the players are against McCann themselves? Do you get that vibe? Well, if from that's them? the case. What happened to the rotten apples of last season? If now it's happening again, possibly. Yeah. Was there rotten apples? Yeah, if things start to unravel, don't they? And you start to look back and think, mm, maybe that wasn't correct. I mean, we can't say I for just... sure. Yeah, it's a long. No, obviously, yeah, it's all. It's, it's all not guessing. looking good at the moment. No, it's not. I mean, you could sit here and, and pick out. I mean, obviously, we can throw as much flack at McCann as we want. But at the, at the end of the day, that performance from 1 to 11, basically, was, was, was very poor. And I think to single out any one player is very, very harsh, given that that entire 11 needed to up the game. I mean... yeah. Callum Elder got singled out for a lot of abuse for his role. I don't know why. I actually thought he was one of the better players on the day. <laughs> he, well, to, I've been a big well, fan of Elder this was... season. I feel like he's contributed a lot. He's, he gets a lot of flack because he's not the best defensively. But as I mentioned this before... He's very good offensively. He's a, he, Yeah, he's a modern-day fullback. Like we're, we're playing on the premise that we're going to have the majority of the ball, so we're going to bomb up and down the line. And we've been directing all of our attacks down his side at the moment because Coyle isn't as effective as going up and down the line as he is. Coyle's more of a fullback, whereas Elder's a wingback. And it, you've got Elder's pushed on because Beck's... Well, Elder's pushed on because we're obviously going to try and push for a last-minute goal. Exactly. And Beck's tried one of his suicide passes, which he did throughout the entire game because for some reason he thinks he's John Stones. And he's fluffed up his pass and Elder's been caught out of position and they've got him behind him. So it, it's it's not one single player's fault. The entire team, that the no. passes were sloppy. We were slow, we were sluggish, we weren't physical, we went up to the challenge, they, they, they got bullied. And their team looked up for it, whereas ours didn't. And I think I, I, I watched Honeyman um, talking about it after the game and he admitted himself that the team knows that they struggle if we come up against a side who defends deep and lets us have the ball because they just don't know what to do. Can't break them down. Yeah, he says what the team. He says they know what they need to do and they just don't do it. He was like, he says they need to know that the, the um, one quick one-two passes need to be done to get in behind and pull players out of position. And we were playing too slow, and so the players know what they're doing, so they're not getting told to do something different. This is where I think the criticism for McCann comes to the fray because little things like that coming out by Honeyman where he says the players know what we need to do but they didn't do it for the entire game. Yeah. Does that mean that the manager's not told them to do that? So the players have noticed but the manager's gone, no, we're playing this way, this is what you're doing. It's my it, way. Yeah, it feels... I feel like there's a bit of blame to be aimed like everywhere but more blame at McCann than, the, than, than any other thing. Probably mm. the best way to put it. Because we're missing, we're missing a lot of a lot of our main players are, are dipping at the wrong time. Like KLP's not scored. It's a surprising stat, actually. I saw KLP's not scored a league goal since October. I think it was Halloween's last league goal. We are now in February. Like that's and, not good. But because it's KLP, he won't get we criticised missed, on. That. And we missed. I think. I think it was nine league games. He actually missed ten, actually in the middle of that. Um, you know, with Quite the whole that's what I'm situation, a bit. 
Yeah. yeah. So even, then, even if you knock a month out of the equation, it's still, yeah. Yeah. So you've got KLP who needs to step his game up. Eves is, is injured, but it's not like we'd scored a hell of a lot more with him in the team, in my opinion. Um, McGinnis, he's, I think we, he's, we, we, we we got hit with a bit of bad luck with him having a really rough time with COVID. I think he's a different player, yeah. It's, it's changed him a bit. I think he's not going to be no. Wilkes has dipped. Uh, we lost a Delican. Gavin White came in, looked promising, now he's injured. So we've just got this sort of big whack with bad luck right at the wrong time, just as other teams are gaining momentum, we're losing ours. Um, and when you look at the table now, it just seems more inevitable than anything that we're going to be a, a, a playoff side at most. Um, yeah, let's have a change quickly, yeah. The only hope I can, I can feel maybe is, obviously we're saying that we the we're getting tired at the moment. Hopefully, we can hope that 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 same scenario happens to those teams around us with those games in hand. Yeah, when they actually have to play those games in hand, obviously that's if we're having to rely on that, that's a big issue in the first place. But yeah, I mean, I think our um, look at the moment can just be summed up with the fact that George Long. <laughs> completely took out two of our players and is actually the reason that um, Smallwood's out injured. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't I wouldn't criticise him for that because that, that's just an accident. Yeah, it was an accident, but I'm just saying, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's just our luck that it was actually our own player yeah. that's now caused us more problems. But I would um, say, I, I don't want to sound horrendous in terms of Smallwood, but obviously I don't want him to be injured, but I think he needed a break anyway. He was looking yeah, tired. Um, I don't want to sound horrendous, obviously, and say, oh, an injury meant, meant we can get him out of the team. But it means we can play someone else. At least but give someone else the only option we've but, got is Slater. Yeah. But, or, he could, lost or, or he could try Flores at some point. If he, if he yeah. fancied. It'd be nice to see him at least give him a chance. If you're going to sign him, yeah, why not it, give him a chance? It, it would be weird if he chose to play Slater, who's not. Well, technically, not our player above Flores, who's signed permanently. Yeah, you think to me, you should always prioritise your your uh, permanent players, unless the loan players are, are better. In 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 our situation, I don't think Slater is. I would actually have him at the bottom of our midfield pecking order. I would. In the grand scheme of things, I, I'd rather have Callum Jones in the midfield than Slater. So, but here we are. You know, I mean, we've got the honest, at the helm. So. I think I think the perfect person to replace Small would have been Alfie Jones. Yeah, but well, no, know, I do, I do think we're missing Alfie Jones because I just are. think that Beck, Beck seems to be trying too hard at the moment, and he just he's got far too many mistakes in him. And I think I just liked the Gre- the Greaves Alfie Jones partnership in the he, centre back. He's a better partnership, better than the, yeah. But then obviously, if you can't have them in centre back, I'd rather. Well, if we were short in midfield, I'd rather have Jones in the anchor role. With Beck and Graves. Well, because... Yeah, I want Jones in the 11, essentially. Yeah. I think he's a very good player, and the fact that he's only on a one year contract would suggest that he's been promised that he can go if we don't go up. Pretty in a much. situation yeah. to Clark, I would imagine. Because uh, I do surprised. think he's a very good player. Yeah. So, yeah, it's left us in a bit of a tatter. I mean, is there any player from that game that you can pick out in a positive light? Is like there... I said, he was probably Elder. Just because yeah. he seemed to actually, he, he's he just he just seemed 
just above the rest in terms of seeming to have more of a more bit about him than the rest of the team did and didn't seem to do as much bad as the rest did. But yeah. no one came out of that looking anything above okay at best. Yeah, it was a very, very, very disappointing game. Um, one that if you'd have paid money to watch, I think you'd have been very, very angry. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think the most shocking stat was that I know it's a totally different 11 to what we faced last time, but they were at the bottom of the league and had conceded the most goals in the league and we had zero shots yeah. on target. Out this, is, this is something I was going to mention. Um, I know it's a different team, like you said, than a different manager, but Lincoln beat them 5-1. Portsmouth beat them 4-2. Doncaster beat them 3-1. We need to be matching that. If we're going to go up, we need to be matching that. Simple as. Yeah, we do. If you want to be in them top two places, yeah. you've got to, even at minimum, come away with a disappointing draw. But you can't be losing to 24th place. It's... No, I don't think, I don't think if you, you want to go up, you can't be coming away with a draw. You've got to be winning those games at the bottom of the table. Especially when the teams around yeah. you are also beating those teams. I mean, I mean, this, this really could lead us into the transfer market review. So... We've just put in a performance like that against Burton. I mean, obviously, be- before the Burton, well, before this week, we seem to be doing just fine. Um, in terms of the transfer window, we've obviously had a very good one. I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Yeah, on, I mean, paper, on paper, so in. far, it's, been, it's gone yeah, all right. So we, we brought in Flores, Gavin White, Dan Crowley, and Max Clark. Um which everyone was fine with. And obviously the big ones like um, signing KLP to a new deal. Um, in terms of transfer windows, it was pretty much perfect. It was now, as to well me, as it could be. Yeah. But the water yeah. missing. Yes. A lot of City fans, me included, thought that we needed a new striker. Are you one of those, Will? We needed to get someone at least on fucking loan. Just somebody, another body in there who can play up front. Yeah, because it seems to be quite a divisive subject, especially on City Twitter at the moment. If you look, there's it seems to be split where half the fan base say we play a system in which the striker doesn't necessarily need to score goals, they just need to be the platform to get the wingers in to score. And then there's the other half, which includes me, um, that thinks that your front three all need to be goal scorers in order to go up. Um, well, yes, to- we have... To be fair, McGinnis was scoring. <sighs> he was. But, he was doing um, what we needed, but our only backup to McGinnis was Eves. Who is so out even, even in the grand scheme of things, if McGinnis was starting games, I would still have wanted another striker. Exactly, yeah. For reasons yeah. of injuries or whatever. So you've got to think, you know, Brentford is the perfect example that I tend to use quite often. So the championship last season, they used that 4-3-3 system with Ben Rama, Watkins and, um, and Buemo. And all three of them scored bags of goals. Now, they ended up finishing third in the championship and obviously obviously didn't go up in the end and lost Watkins, who they've replaced with Tony. Well, t- two, of that, <laughs> so two of that front three in the Premier League and have played well since they've gone to the Premier League. Yeah. That, to me, is the way you play a 4-3-3 system. Now, the way we're trying to play the 4-3-3 is similar to Liverpool. So they want the, the striker to sort of be the the deeper lying of the three and to sort of feed the ball in behind for the two wingers. The only problem with that is, is that our best two wingers who are arguably Wilkes and KLP, um, if they have off games or dips in form like we've got at the moment, 
we don't score goals. No. Our main goal source at the moment is Greg Doherty. It is. So you tell me, given that our main threat from goal at the moment is a box-to-box midfielder, we don't need a striker. I, that is absolutely mm, ridiculous. Or at least, right, if you're not going to sign a striker, at least give the other ones in the side a go, like Billy Shadwick. Yeah, at least yeah, he's mystifying. Give him a try. Mystifying. Yeah, because you look, yes, what McCann would say, and I would imagine quite a few people would say, is our front three are very versatile and that you can put any of them in the middle and it'd be fine. My point to that would be, Wilkes is no good to I was going to say, I would, I would disagree with that because McGuinness and Eames wouldn't work out wide yeah. and Wilkes wouldn't work in the they middle. They can play there, but they shouldn't Why play would they there. play there? It's a, it's a square peg in round hole situation. So, KLP can play through the middle, but it would have to be in a system where we're looking to get the ball in behind to him rather than in behind to the wingers because he likes to play off the shoulder. And I think he's better coming off the left on his right foot anyway. Um, yeah. McGinnis well we say this we say we so McCann's obviously tried to sign big strikers he, he wants a nomad up top to hold the ball up but then we play this system where he wants to play sort of high tempo short passing play out from the back yeah they, they go against each other so yeah he sort of he signs the players and then plays a system that doesn't suit them like our main inkling last season was we weren't getting crosses into the box and then this season, he signed fullbacks that, that bomb up down the line, get crosses in. We started scoring a few more goals. Um, yeah, and set pieces would super for us as well. Yeah, crossing in general. Yeah, in the likes of Honeyman. Yeah, Honeyman's Honeyman's just been an absolute revelation. Him, with some him, of his him and Elder have been superb with their delivery this season. Um, so. To me, that's the only thing of the transfer window that we missed. Obviously, we lost Dan Batty, which is another one where half the fan base loved him, didn't want to see him go, and the other half were, you know... I understood why he went. I didn't, right, want to, I didn't want to see him go, but I understood completely why he left. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's a good player, but he was a squad player here. So if he wants to go... I mean, we might end up... He might end up being one of those where we regret. He goes to Fleetwood and has an absolute blinder. But at the moment, I wouldn't have him in above um, Doherty or Honeyman, and I would probably still rather play Alfie Jones there than him. I think on current form, I'd have him in above um, Smallwood. But to me, Jones, Doherty, Honeyman is is our strongest midfield three because I do think that Crowley should be playing as a winger. That's his natural position. I'd he's, he's said that he likes coming there. off the side. I would rather play him there than in the midfield three. But that's too deep for him. Yeah. He, he said he likes coming in off the right, so maybe it's time to give Wilkes his rest and let, let Crowley might be, have a might, pop out Might there. be worth giving KLP a shout up front as well. Mm, Who are you playing on the left? Wilkes. Okay. Just, just... Well, just hope that he plays through his patch. I think it's not more. It's not a case of playing for his patch. It's like I'm trying to think who else do we have who could play there who's currently available. Because I would say White. I would have yeah. said White, but he's currently injured. True. So, really, in the grand scheme of the the transfer window, the majority of City fans were happy. Um, and I'd, I, I, would, I would like to see to... Max Clark get a chance at some point as well. Apparently, I didn't know that. Apparently, Championship clubs were after him as well. 
Yeah. Well, that's I think is is the the positive of him being from here, isn't it? He wanted to come back here. Yeah. Um, especially with it only being twelve months, I think they've obviously said to him, right, we'll we'll give it to the end. well, not in twelve months, is it, to the end of the season, and then uh, if we're not where you want us to be, then then you've got the lease free lease to go where you want. Because one at Liverpool after Max Clark at one point. There was the rumours while he was at Vitesse for a brief period when like, he moved to another European club, like another team in like the Champions League. I think Liverpool might have been one of them. Um, but that was, and then shortly after that, he stopped playing for them. Yeah. So I've got I've got some uh, some comments from some people on the fans forum. Uh, I shared a post saying, you know, what's your thoughts on the transfer window? I'll keep me promise and I'll mention some here. So we've got uh, Brad Denton said, decent striker would have been nice, but keeping KLP is our best bit of business. I actually would, I would, I I would agree with that, yeah. Every single of the, of the yep. people of the people <laughs> that's come in, I would say White's the best one, but overall, KLP. Yeah. Um, we've got Alan Harriman, who said, better than expected. I think good signings and none of the departing will be missed, I don't think. Uh, potentially Batty. Hopefully, he's right. Yeah, yeah. Potentially, Batty could be be the one that we look back on with a bit of thingy. But yeah, um, Connor Horriman said definitely a decent transfer window for us. Didn't really lose a massive player this transfer window. Oh no, we, we well not yet. We've forgotten about the absolute city legend that is David Milinkovic. <laughs> but we technically lost him in summer. Well, he's only just left for it now, either. Really. And then, yeah, actually, and then, fun story, and then that, instantly, Joel tagged get, me, yeah, yeah, they're, instantly getting his contract yeah, terminated. They had to, to pay us their obligation fee because he played a certain amount of games and then instantly released him because he was feeling homesick or something. So his career is obviously going up. Um, Joshua James Wilson said, I don't think we'd miss anybody who's left, and those who have joined will only improve the squad. Yeah, I think given given the circumstances that that all the players we've signed have shown great promise, maybe Baron Flores who hasn't really he had an opportunity a to do yet. so, nah. then yeah, that is that is correct. I, I think we're going to miss Gavin White, which is a big statement considering he's only just joined and played two or three games. <laughs> Simon Beavers said probably say it's about an eight out of ten transfer window uh, with the additions made, contracts extended, loans out and players to leave to tie the, the squad up and freed up some funds. Oh, yeah, with device leaving as well. That's obviously. true, yeah, wages-wise, um, we're a bit better off. But there, there you go. Freed up some funds, lowered the amount, there you go. Lowered the amount used for the price cap. Right, you've, you've freed up some funds. Hey, go get a striker out on loan from a higher division. Yeah. I mean, um, Tom Huddleston's available. For that midfield role, uh, he won't come. I don't it's think uh, he's going to want too much. I think small wage is better than no wage. He's still a free agent. True. Give him, give, give him a little, a little well, deal appar- to the end of the year. Apparently, he's done his coaching. See what he's he done says. His coaching badge side. I've been fucking managing us. Well, there you go. Um, and then we got the last one on that post was Shane Langman, who said we needed a goalkeeper or even two of them. Um, I think goalkeeper's one of the. I'm places. a fan of Ingram. I'm not a fan of Long. Long's fine as a backup. Um, I don't think we need another keeper. He's in the not the backup anymore, is he? Well, he should be the backup. McCann's gone back to having him as number one. I knew that he was going to do that as well. You think it's like the Coyle um, situation where he's like, Coyle was my first choice fullback. 
I'm playing him as my first choice yeah, fullback. Because of injury, he's played the others, and then he's not had a reason to drop them because of form. And then the first chance he's got, he's dropped them, and he's then got, that's the way he's he wants. got his favourites in his mind. Because Ingram played and is now the cup keeper and Long's back in next well, league games, which the, the, suggests the, that Long's now number one. There's no fucking cup for Ingram to play in now, anyway, that's the case. No. I mean, I think they've both got the strengths and weaknesses, Long and Ingram, but I prefer Ingram. Oh, massively. Like, I've got more confidence in him yeah, exactly. as a goalkeeper than I have Long. Um, so maybe not two. I'd, I'd maybe have took another. I mean, to be fair, I've not seen Harvey Cartwright play, but I've heard good things. So... But then again, you might want to send him out on loan to get him some experience. Yeah, I think we're at the moment, unless there's an injury, we're okay for keepers. Um, yeah. I, I think you can get we can do you can do an emergency loan, obviously at this in this uh, league mm. anyway. If we need if we did need something like that. Yeah. So I think um, given with the comments then and, and everything I've seen on Twitter and ourselves, worth mentioning. We can say if you say that the transfer worth, window was quite. Worth good. mentioning those comments were made prior. To, to the betting game. Yes, they were. Um, it's it's just going to be one of them, minute where we've made four good signings, had a good transfer window, everything looked positive, and then we've had some bad luck with injuries and etc. And it's it's threatening to hamper what we've got. Yeah. Um, and McCann's insistence on not swapping up the system to try and fit, well, best fit the players that he's now got available to him. Which I think is the most frustrating. Thing. If he showed a bit of initiative and tried to switch things up and said to the fans, "All right, yeah, look, fair enough. I've learnt from last season. Things need to switch up. My bad." Um, if he tried something different for a couple of games and just showed like he wanted to change it, I think some more fans might be a bit more forgiving. But it's the fact that he's so stubborn and resolute that it's 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 this way or or nothing. I mean, because even if he had. If he started this four three three, did a certain way, and then changed it in the game, but he doesn't even do that. It's just yeah. This is the way we're playing for 90, 94 minutes. Go out there, lads. Go do what I've told you to do. If it doesn't work, then we're buggered. <laughs> because there's no there's no no second option to try and get around that. So it's just this this club at the moment's just got this air of toxicity because obviously with the owners uh, with the manager, what happened last season, it's just been a bit. I mean, because it's so hard to be critical when we're lying in second, but we've 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 looked our way through a lot of this season, I think, and we're in a false position. I think barring one or two games this season, we haven't actually been a team worthy of second. Yeah, because like we we go on about the the Portsmouth game, which was a fantastic performance, but then it's then it's paralleled by games against Shrewsbury and Burton. Yeah, but what's what's the point in in? What's the point in putting four past Portsmouth to then lose to, to Burton? That's that's your only thing. It's the same principle as like when you're in the Premier League. There's no point in taking points off the, the big four if you're then going to lose to Burnley at home. Like because you're not you're not gaining bonus points because the games that you're expected to win you should win, and then the games that you need to win are those around you. So if you're beating those around you but then losing the games you should win, you're no different. It's it's one of them. Um, but we'll try and end this this pod to be fair on a more positive note so we've we've been going with this podcast now since December was it December or late November Um, it's been a couple of months yeah so we're, get, we're getting there now we're learning the podcast trait we're going to try and improve as much as we can uh, we've been 
been brainstorming some ideas on how to change it. We've got a new logo, which you might have seen me post. Uh, we are actually going to hit into season two for the next episode. So this is essentially the end of this inverted commas season as we now try and do a new format. Um, I think we're going to spice it up quite a bit. Uh, obviously, it'll still be me and you as the main co-hosts. Um, Joe will still be lingering around in the background somewhere and probably make a, an appearance or two if he can. Uh, but we have got some special guests lined up. Uh, we've got a re... Acceptance, is that the phrase? Re- Re-acceptance? Well, re-signed on with... Yeah, no, it's not. I'm just I'm too busy. I should stop looking at Football Manager when I'm podcasting. Yeah, you should. Um, yeah, I should. Yeah, it's quite distracting when I'm saying about important things. Um, but no, the FIFA factory... Um, I'll actually have a word about this now whilst I'm on and I remember about it. Um, they have signed on for another month of being our podcast sponsor, which is which only makes me happy. Um would you ever be tempted to do anything like FIFA Factory, Will? So basically... No, because I'm shit at FIFA. <laughs> but you see, that's the good thing. Now, this is where, like, it doesn't matter. So to anybody listening, if you do play FIFA, right, listen. It All it is, is it's a league format. So say, for example, you were given uh, Dagenham and Redbridge as your team. Well, I don't think they're on FIFA. I'm pretty certain they're non-league, so they won't be. I'm going to do it again. Yeah, no, they weren't. Forest big. Green. So, just, yeah, so Hull C, for example. Yeah, Forest Green, Talk, Harrogate, whoever you want to be. If you were given that team, you play in a league system. So you, you don't need to do anything other than play your matches. So Matt and Rich run it for you. They set up the league tables. You play each other twice, like a normal league, with cups in between. Some of them cash tournaments where you can opt in or out. You don't have to play them ones. Um, you essentially play 90 minutes normal friendly uh but you do it as the 90s overall system on fifa so instead of playing online squads so if you were harrogate and you came up against liverpool you're not, <laughs> you'd be you're not a league two team against the premier league side no you, you every player on your team is 90 overall so it's a fair basis on every game it is an even standard so basically it's just the best player wins at the end of the day but you would eventually get filtered into the league of your standards so if you were a, if you were not that good at fifa like what you would suggest you are will <laughs> You would probably be in the bottom league, whereas someone who I think quite fancies himself as a decent player would end up in the top one or two leagues. But there's promotions and relegations, so that thing would even itself out. So at the end of the day, all it is is you're in a Facebook messenger group and you just you, you organise your game with, with the people that you're on with. You can play... I think they release enough fixtures to cover you for a few weeks, so you just get them done as, if when and when you can. You can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's no toxic gameplay allowed. So if you come up against somebody who, you know, scores a goal in the first 10 minutes and decides to pass it around his back four for the rest of the game, there's none of that. Oh, well, be well why, why am I even... Why, it, I, can't so. do it, I can't play then. That's, I can't use that <laughs> so, tactic. No. So it's, it, it's, it's built to be yeah. a good... Um, Get, a friendly community. People ship, do offer yeah. FIFA. Yeah. They share, they share ultimate team things with each other. You can do friendlies against other people and learn to get better out of your league format. Um, it's basically, I, I mean, I've rejoined, I've joined the um, the FIFA Factory Key Worker League, um, which is more of a um, relaxed version of it. It's a no, no real time limit to get your games done. It's just a, a time killer for those who are still at working and quite busy. Uh, so there is there is the option to, to give this a try, which I would recommend because your first season is free. Mm. So if you wanted to join for a season, just figure out 
if it's for you or not. Um, you can do that. Then it's from the second season onwards, it's only a fiver. And that fiver includes an entire season of, of the league format, it, uh, cups included, with, as I say, the op- optional opt-in cash tournaments where, you know, if you win, you could win quite a bit of money. They do giveaways with FIFA points and all sorts if you're an ultimate team player. There's a lot to it, which is why I would suggest doing the one-season trial yeah. first, just to see. But it is genuinely something that is so different to the normal frustrating FIFA that you're used to. And it's ran by two absolutely great guys who I'm actually going to try and get on the podcast for a special episode at one point. So that could Christoph. be one to keep your eye out on. Yeah, so um, if you're interested, Will, give us a bell. I'll try and get you in there. <laughs> <laughs> but anybody who, who is interested in joining it, either message me, message um, the podcast. Um, and I'll get you through to the people um, in charge. So with that one, thanks for joining me, Will. Absolutely. Um, if they're still around. We will be, yeah, we will be back for um, what is essentially our second season of this podcast on the next episode, I do believe. I think we've got a special guest lined up for you, so keep your eye out Ooh. for who's going to join know us. Um, no, you don't. You will know soon, though. We've, I think Joel sorted it, actually. Um, so yeah keep an eye out and thank you and if, if you see any posts from us do get in touch because we will obviously try and read them out as we have in this episode uh, we, we, we're going to try and be about all um, inclusivity with, with our uh, listeners so because it's you guys at the end of the day that keep us doing this uh, we won't do it if obviously nobody listens there'd be no point we like to listen, know that people are listening to our spout <laughs> it's replaced our pub talk so it's all good I'm amazed anyone wants to listen to me what? talk <laughs> well they do Will we've got, we, we, we're even I don't so... want to listen to me talk no I don't want to listen to you to be fair I think I might replace you <laughs> so if anybody wants a co-host next season yeah so thanks for joining me Will anyway um, and we'll see you guys away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.